It's a weird setup. All week, it's going to be a weird setup. Tuesdays, typically, during Brown season, we got a full boat of a show. Obviously, we don't have that. We had Kevin Stefanski's show. Tomorrow, oddly enough, Wednesdays, they usually chop an hour off on our Wednesdays. Guess what? Tomorrow, we do have a full boat of a show. We have a complete five-hour show tomorrow night, so be tuned in 7 o'clock all the way up until midnight. We'll do that whole everything, right? I feel pretty good today. I hope you guys feel good as well. I'm getting myself ready for a big weekend of, really, honestly, I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about all the football I'm going to watch. And that's all it is. Uh, Thursday, all day football. Friday, although I hate that the Jets keep getting national games, I'm getting ready for a Jets Black Friday game, and then uh, into the weekend the way that we normally do this. Saturday, we have the game, Ohio State-Michigan. I don't know. I don't remember the past Thanksgiving weekend being this jam-packed with sports, like being this awesome for sports. But this is a pretty great pretty great weekend we have ahead of ourselves. So I'm getting myself mentally prepped up for that one. I, I'm doing, like, tiny bets to get myself into the gambling weekend, be entering on a high. I'm doing a little thing. I'm making sure I'm eating right. Absolutely. I'm eating fantastic, actually, uh, to the point where you know, last night my wife and I, we went to this, this steak restaurant in Eaton. So it was fantastic. And we were out over there and we, you know, we had the nice dinner and everything like that. Place is going to open up this weekend. It's very good. And, uh, we got a little sneak preak, sneak preview, excuse me. Um, sneak peek is what I was going to say there. And then I just jumbled it all together. A little sneak peek for us now. And we went to this restaurant, and it, it just it, the, the service was a little slow, which is to be expected because they're trying like that's what that's what happens in these opening nights. There, it's like a test run, right? You ever watch um, uh, Re- Restaurant Impossible, Robert Irvine, or even Bar Rescue? You know, we're shutting it down, John Taffer style. That's what they do. They do like the test runs the night prior, and those always go horribly, right? Well, the food was fantastic at this place. And the entire time, I just kept thinking to myself, like, they the service. They got to speed this one up for me just a little bit, though. I got it. I got a Chiefs game I got to get back to. And then I thought to myself, it's okay. Sit there on the phone. One point, actually, I looked at the box score on my phone, and my wife, she looked at me, and she goes, she goes, who texted you? Because she could see I smiled because I had gambling bets on different parts of the game, and I, I had, like, a big smile. She was like, who texted you as if to be like, what what person made you smile that way almost? I'm like, it's just a box score. I swear. I'm just I'm just checking Travis Kelsey receptions. That's all I'm doing in life. You know this about me. What's fascinating, though, is that I feel like there was such urgency attached to yesterday to get all of these good sports games in, and then they just, it's like they wash, rinse, repeat. They have this whole thing figured out, and they just keep doing it over and over and over again, and we're in the throes of it. We're the absolute throes of it right now. We have all sorts of amazing sports content to go over, and we're here talking about a third-string quarterback. Now, part of what I don't love about this conversation is that I feel like I, I pigeonhole myself. I don't love that. What I love to do, the reason why I don't gamble on Browns games, for instance, is because I have so much emotionally invested in the Browns being good or bad, I don't need the money attached to it all, okay? I don't. They win, they lose, Doesn't I, I don't need anything added on to that. Some people would say, like, for instance, you're a big Ohio State fan this weekend. Maybe you'd say to yourself, oh, I'll throw 50 bucks on Ohio State. They're plus money right now. So if they win, I'm over the moon. And then I'm also over the moon because I added some to my bank account as well. All right. And then also if they lose, it works both ways, right? Like, I'm already so far down anyway. Twist the knife, make it even worse. For me, I, I've never needed that. I've never needed that. And, and when it comes to the Browns, I, what I found out is the only way that I actually use up currency, so to speak, 
is when it comes to me shooting my mouth off after these games end. Now, you guys know I don't use Twitter that often, and our Twitter reactions are brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We'll have them all throughout the night. I encourage you to follow me only because that just helps out my ego is all that does. I'd like to have high numbers on there. Who wouldn't, right? But I don't actively participate in Twitter nearly to the degree that maybe I should. Couple reasons behind that. One, I'd rather focus on the radio show. And number two, I don't speak in short bursts. And Twitter only gives you the allotment of X amount of words in order to get what you want to say off. It just doesn't work for me, right? It doesn't work for me. But what I hate is being handcuffed by something you say or don't say on that stupid app. And right now I feel like after the game, I became a little handcuffed to a thought that I don't necessarily love being handcuffed to. It's not that I disagree with what I said. It's just that I don't love attaching myself to that. In case you're not on that wretched, horrid, five-alarm fire of an app called Twitter, I mentioned how two things can be true. Dorian Thompson-Robinson can be clutch. And the other aspect of this is that Dorian Thompson-Robinson should not be starting this weekend. I knew when I sent that it wasn't going to be the case. I knew when I sent that what should happen isn't what is going to happen. Kevin Savansky's already said DTR is going to be the starter this weekend. DTR is going to have a chance against the Broncos. He did not commit to any bit of DTR beyond that. Why I said he should not start again is because basically I was fed up with DTR. And I know he just operated the game-winning drive, and this is where I think I got, I didn't get ratioed. Ratio is when you got more comments than likes to something, but I got like halfway ratioed. A lot of people in my mentions and a lot of people suggesting the idea that you you fell in love with DTR, that the game-winning drive was everything, and it kind of brings me back to a conversation we had last week. I mentioned to you guys, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Pete Franklin. I'm not sure who it was. Somebody in this city, this this is a way that Cleveland acts as a sports town that is unique. It is specific to Cleveland. I'm not saying other towns don't like to win, but this this part of it is unique to Cleveland, okay? Just what I've observed. Because I've lived in other cities. I've been other places. They don't think and operate this way. This is unique to Cleveland. I don't know who was the, the genesis of this thinking. I, I still have not pinpointed it down. But I've said this, the unique side of Cleveland sports is that you guys care. Just win. Win at all costs. It's all you care about. Just win, and then you'll clean up the mess later. And I don't love that thinking when it comes to this conversation. And I don't love this thinking when it comes to really football as a whole. Because although winning is the whole objective of the game, you have to throw context in the mix. And sometimes you got to see a long-distance plan out of this, right? Sometimes you got to be able to see, all right, we might have, Won the battle, but I'm trying to win the war. I want to win the war. I feel like a lot of people play to win the battle. I want to win the war. How do you win the war? DTR isn't winning you that war. What I saw with DTR, and when I watched this last weekend, that's not winning you the war. There is not a statistical metric that I can find that puts a lipstick on that that pig of a game that DTR authored. There's nothing I can do for that. It was downright, objectively, horrible. That was saved 
because 58 minutes of bad play was offset by one really impressive drive. I know what you're thinking to yourself, but Jonathan, he won the game. That's all that matters. He won the game, and he keeps us alive, and now we're 7-3. and three. Okay. Here's the part that I don't love, though. I don't love being handcuffed to this thinking. It's not that he shouldn't be the quarterback. That's the big deal and the big issue. My big issue is that I don't love any of the options. So I can't sit here and tell you I want DTR riding the pine because I'm, I'm such a big P.J. Walker stan. And I can't tell you that I want DTR to be grabbing some bench, as Hawk Harrelson would say. He'll grab some bench. Because I want Joe Flacco to be out there. That's not what I'm advocating for. That's not what I want. And I felt like maybe that was a little bit of what got misconstrued in the big picture of the conversation. I'm not here advocating for P.J. Walker. That ship has sailed. I'm not here advocating for Joe Flacco. Although that ship hasn't sailed, we haven't really seen that ship in a Browns uniform. I'm not really interested in that either. I'm just sitting here as a man on an island. I'm a man without a country. That's what I am. I'm a man without a country. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a, I don't have a favorite of the bunch. And as far as quarterback conversations are concerned, I don't know if I should just exit stage left. Uh, what do I do? I, I want to have these convos with you guys. I love having quarterback convos. Listen to me on CBS Sports Radio on the weekends. Uh, quarterback convo is my favorite type of convo. I'll talk about any team's quarterback situation. It is the heart of NFL discussions. Who's your quarterback? Is your quarterback good? Is your quarterback bad? Can we win these games? Well, is your quarterback good? Is your quarterback bad? It's the heart of everything we do in the NFL. Oh, you got Patrick Mahomes? Congratulations. You're in the AFC title game five straight years. Oh, you got Joe Burrow? A healthy Joe Burrow? You're never out of it. Like This is what we do. Oh, Aiden O'Connell's now your quarterback. I guess you guys can't do anything at all. So I want to have these convos with you guys. Really do. I'm dying to have quarterback convos. But I, I can't fall in love with DTR. I can't fall in love with P.J. Walker. And I can't fall in love with Joe Flacco. So what does that leave me with? And one of the most fun Cleveland Browns teams that I've ever seen, and really arguably one of the one of the more fun football teams I've ever watched in my life, a fantastic defense, a run game that you can get behind, an offensive line that delivers pancakes like they work at IHOP. It is so cool. It's so awesome. They're all so fun to watch. I got nothing behind center. I got nothing in the most important part of the game. And that's my point. It's not that I'm anti-DTR. I, I hope DTR gets this thing turned around. As I told you guys last week, you should root for, excuse me, DTR to be Tom Brady. To be that late round draft pick that turned into something. Brock Purdy. You, you should root that he becomes that for a multitude of reasons. And there was a better chance that he all of a sudden became that than Joe Flacco was going to all of a sudden uh, find that version of himself. I mean, that, that's just how this all works, right? But I watched enough. I saw the Ravens game, and that's fine. I gave him a pass for that one. And now I watch the Steelers game, and way too many people. We had DTR chance of when he was leaving the field. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We had DTR chance when he was leaving the field? I, I, I mean, I, I got tweets all day. Oh, he outdueled Kenny Pickett. First off, he didn't statistically outdo Kenny Pickett. First off, he did not. 
which is incredibly incredible because that bar was not very high to clear. He did not outdo Kenny Pickett by the stats. But more importantly, uh, Kenny Pickett was so bad in that game that today he got his offensive coordinator fired. Legitimately fired. A move the Steelers have never done in franchise history, firing an offensive coordinator or any coach in the middle of the year. They don't do that. That's how bad he was. I, I just, I don't know what we do. Uh, we're going to have to root for growth. We're going to have to root for something, but I don't know what to do. 216474 to below 92. So let me put it out to you guys this way. Can DTR get the job done? I'll explain why I feel like it's not on DTR and won't be moving forward. I got some data I poured into. We'll get into all that and more. A lot of your comments, a lot of your reaction. 216474 to below 92. The number, as always, your phone calls, your tweets, all the above. We got Daryl Rodder joining us later on in the show, 920. Then focus at 9 o'clock. We'll get to the Cavs when they wrap up as well. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan. I'm not going to say he's going to take us deep in the postseason. But I, I think there's a couple of things that were solved for me over this past weekend. The idea that all of a sudden he's going to be, and we got calls on this last week, he's going to be Brock Purdy, he's going to be Tom Brady. Those are just, they're not existent. It's not practical. I just, the, the part that I guess just bothered me a little bit, and the part I just can't, I get hung up on, and maybe it's a me problem. We're working on things in life, as always, right? We're constantly working on ourselves as people. But I just, it was one drive. I, how does that erase everything? Like Men in Black erased they had that little little uh, black eraser thing. They just did it for everyone's eyeballs, and then all of a sudden, everyone just remembers what happened on the last drive. And I'm just, I'm just so confused by it. How does one drive erase all of that? I remember texting a buddy of mine in the uh, in the fourth quarter. I said, the way these two offenses are going right now, uh, a tie in overtime seems like the right the right ending for this one because no one can can put points on the board. And I'm not just going to get behind a quarterback to get behind a quarterback. It's not that I think Joe Flacco's any better. It's not what I'm saying. Joe Flacco's so old, they give him discounts at the movie theater in the afternoon. I, I just, I, I'm a, I'm a man without a country. That's all it is. I'm a man without a country here. I, I want to love this quarterback in any sort of way, whether it's DTR, whether it's PJ Walker, whether it's Joe Flacco. I haven't seen it. Just haven't seen it. I'm not just going to go behind and get behind a quarterback to get behind a quarterback. It's not to throw any of them down. We're already in the used DVD bin section of quarterbacks. It's not supposed to be great. It's intentionally mediocre to bad. Maybe that's where I need to adjust myself internally. It's like someone laying out your three least favorite foods and saying you only have to, you only get, you get one for dinner. Only thing you can eat. Just because I don't want the chopped liver doesn't mean that I want the slop in the corner instead. I wish starving was an option, but it isn't. Kind of where I'm at. I don't really want Joe Flacco. I don't really want to see PJ Walker. And I'm really, after last week, I know he got the win and I know it mattered because it was against Pittsburgh, but I'm not in love with what I've seen out of DTR either. And what I saw, John, last week was the idea that at least DTR gives you hope. At least DTR can give you the the opportunity to believe that there is something that is better on the other end of the rainbow, right? There's something that can be better. There's something that ultimately might work. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, he's 24 years old. He did. He was Van Wilder at UCLA. I mean, he did a million years of school, five years of college football. Like, those type of quarterbacks don't come into the league, struggle, and then get a million times better. Those type of quarterbacks that had a lot of years in college, they're Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, who had four years at Iowa State, a million games, came into the league, got his opportunity, and was good right away. That's what those type of quarterbacks are. 
Yeah, it's different than if you get a a 21-year-old, a 20-year-old, someone that's very, very young, someone that just entered the equation. You're like, all right, he's got to to grow. He's got to have time. DTR might be a rookie. He's 24 years old. He's a year away from being able to rent a car. I mean, what are we doing here? 216-474 to below 92. And I'm not just trying to – I'm not trying to crap on DTR. I'm not trying to dismiss what he can or cannot be or anything like that. Based off of what we saw, though, and based off of what we saw last week, I just – I was left underwhelmed. I was not impressed. And I'm hoping that turns around with the Broncos game. But what happens if the Broncos and Russell Wilson, because they'll have the quarterback advantage, what happens if the reason why they're favored right now by our friends in the desert, what if it goes down that way? Where DTR looks like he did against Pittsburgh, maybe authors one good drive, maybe two good drives. Had a He had the one interception. He had a chance for more interceptions than just the one. He didn't game manage. He didn't throw the ball particularly far. But he also threw a couple out there that could have been intercepted. I just I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do if you're the Browns. I got a great stat I'll share with you guys coming up in just a little bit. But I want to get your guys' reaction. Great stat for the defense, by the way. The defense, I think, is the reason all of this is possible and why we get to have these conversations. Seven and three built off the back of a run game and defense is incredible. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Chris is going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, Chris. JP, how you doing? What's up, Chris? I just wanted to let you know I'm here to encourage you that it's okay to love DTR right now. <laughs> it's okay. I need the encouragement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, he did a really good job considering he was facing the defense that had Jason Voorhees on one defensive end and Michael Myers on the other defensive <laughs> end. And the play calling was specifically to get rid of the ball faster and play field position. I think I read a stat earlier that said without the drop passes. Remember, there were some drop passes from some guys that was open. And Joku had a lot of them. Drop. And had they caught those, he would have had a 75% completion rate. Well, you can't. So, but, I, I mean, the drops have, exist in the game, yeah. though. It's like Patrick Mahomes last night. He can't come. He can't, he can't go tell his wife, Brittany, uh, I would have won the game if not for the drop. Like, we all saw it, but it, it did happen. <laughs> That's true. So I just want to say, I think this is his first full week of practice. He didn't even have a full week. It was three days of practice, but he had three days of practice. So now he's actually going to be the guy. Everything's going through him. I think he'll be okay. The key thing for me is that he can make all the throws. Um, so I think he can do it. Just have some confidence in him. I think we got an opportunity right now. All now, right. here's my wish. Yeah. My wish is that he completes the season, but during well, during this time that Flacco actually is getting prepared, because I'd rather Flacco be the guy for the for the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to be ready for the playoffs. Oh, um, so I don't. I don't think that's what just, I would like. Oh. I would like for him to finish the season, but I would like Joe Flacco to come in if we make it to the playoffs and run us to the playoffs. That's All my right. love. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, man. I, I appreciate you trying to get me on the right track here. I just first of all, I don't think you can go down that route because if DTR is the reason why you get to the postseason. And and uh, let's be honest, if you make it into the postseason, that means you've won probably three more games the rest of the way. I'm not saying it was a murderer's row. I think this defense alone can win you three games. But if they didn't pull the plug on him in the regular season, then they're not just all of a sudden going to turn around and say, okay, you're our guy for the postseason. So I don't see that happening that way. As far as the drops are concerned, I spent a lot of time thinking about drops because, one, I've never seen David Njoku play a game like that. And earlier in the week, I tried making the excuse – for myself, at least, and maybe for DTR as well, or excuse me, maybe, maybe for Njoku as well, that 
maybe DTR doesn't throw a catchable ball. And maybe that's the reason why. Some guys throw catchable balls, right? And I tried to think to myself, maybe there's something about Njoku and something about DTR. Like, instead of David Njoku having the jugs machine at his house when he called Kevin Stefanski earlier in the week and FaceTimed him, showing him that he was doing work, maybe it should have been, I don't know, DTR that was, like, actually living in his house or something. And they were, uh, I, you know, having the having a late-night sessions where he just throws passes to him or something. I don't know. I have to see that set up, by the way. I got I to find out. What situation he's got where he's got a jug machine and he just does one-handed catches in his house? I, I mean, if I have a place in my house where I can hit golf balls, it's a garage. But I have a place where I can hit golf balls. I guess it's not crazy to think that David Njoku, who's a millionaire a lot of times over, could have a house big enough to have a jugs machine catching passes. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe bring DTR over. Maybe you have some late-night throwing sessions. You get used to his throws. But then I watched last night with Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes – has arguably one of the most catchable footballs the game has ever seen, and his guys can't catch it. I think the difference there, though, is that Patrick Mahomes' receivers were always guys, with the exception of Travis Kelsey, that had problems. But when you see Travis Kelsey drop that one pass, in particular on the on, a, on their own 20-yard line, on their final drive that would have converted the third down play, you're like, that's not that's not the Hall of Fame tight end. What's going on here? Is he out of focus? I can't blame Mahomes. I got years of the two of them working together. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. My excuse for DTR got zapped watching Patrick Mahomes last night. Because I think the whole catchable ball, not catchable ball thing, I think it's something we like to talk about. I think David Njoku is a pro. He's got to be able to catch DTR's passes in those moments. I think he'd be the first one. In fact, he was the first one to tell you such a thing. Amari. Had four receptions on eight targets, which is a little off for him as well. Some weird moments in that game. Two one six four seven four double oh ninety two. Get me on board. Sell me on DTR. Sell me why this is going to be a little bit different with Dorian Thompson Robinson coming up this weekend. Because I'm worried I'm entering deja vu. I'm worried that I'm going to get the same thing I saw last week. It's Groundhog Day for me. I'm worried about that because that was it was not pretty. QBR total for for DTR at the end of the thing was 32. Kenny Pickett was a 62. Or excuse me, 34. I'm sorry. Kenny Pickett's passer rating was a 62, whereas Dorian Thompson Robinson's was less than that. I mean, there is there is some there's some some bad bad scores across the board. Bad ratings across the board. 216474 to below 92. Tyler on the Odyssey app in South Carolina up next on the fan. Hello, Tyler. Hello. Um, I, I think that uh, you got to believe in DTR because that's who the players believe in. Those guys love – you could tell the way that they've rallied around all these guys. They love that quarterback room. They, they love Deshaun. They, I think they like DJ, and I think they love DTR. I the think they love winning, I Tyler. Think, I don't know that they love the quarterback room. I think they love winning, and they've been winning, but it's not because of the quarterback I, room. There's plenty of team. I, I don't know the way they were acting towards that kid. I think there's something there. But the one thing I want to bring to your attention that is striking me is odd. Yeah. So when they let Deshaun do his thing in the Ravens game there in the second half, and then DTR with the no huddle, that's kind of where coach goes away, talent takes over. Like, why do our guys look like athletic specimens throwing good balls when they're not running this Minnesota bike? Like, and I like Kevin Stefanski, but it sure seems like maybe 
three quarters. Most of the time, Deshaun has been in there, and maybe three-fourths of the last game. That's not what DTR does well. Like, why was he not running more? He's as fast, if not faster, than Deshaun. Like, why can't they let him let him play? He did have a faster forty time. He did have a faster forty time than uh, than Deshaun did. Um, he got yeah, and I appreciate you, Tyler. Thank you, man. He got three carries for twenty yards. He had a couple scrambles in there. It's not like he didn't do it. I imagine that might be something that opens up just a little bit more, though, right? That's got to be something that Stefanski opens up just a little bit more week by week with DTR if this thing does go beyond the Denver game. But I want to hear from you two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Sell me on it. Convince me. Can DTR get the job done? I talked to so many of you guys on social media, and I've heard so many of you guys on the station. There is a belief in DTR across the city right now, and I'm trying to figure out where the belief is coming from. I don't think it's coming from an act of desperation by Browns fans because you know the quarterback spot being good is the one missing ingredient to this being a Super Bowl contender. Don't think it's that. I don't think it's wishful thinking happening, but maybe it is just a little bit of it. We admit that. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Let me in on your thinking. I'm dying to find out. I I just I can't figure it out. I can't diagnosis. I need a doctor. I need a sports doctor to let me in on what you guys are thinking right now. At JP on Twitter is how you find me. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. We got the fan focus coming up at nine. We got Daryl Ryder at nine twenty. More to come. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on the fan. There. What, what, what did the guy say? Yeah, I couldn't get his name or his location from the call, but it started off pretty rational saying DTR is doing the best job he can, but he ended his take with saying that DTR could win Super Bowl MVP behind a strong Browns defense if they make it that far. All right, very good. I just want everyone to know that. So uh, he wouldn't go on the air with it, but we are getting phone calls with people suggesting DTR is going to win the Super Bowl and be Super Bowl MVP. That is fantastic. We had a phone call last segment, and that caller got on the air, suggested that the Browns, he just gets the sense that the Browns players just love this quarterback room. And I, I just I disagree with that concept. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe DTR is, like, awesome to hang out with or something. Seems like a cool dude. Maybe he's great to go drink with or great to go uh, I, I paint the town red with. I have no idea. He, he could be a great anime, uh, whatever game you would play in anime. I don't know. Whatever they do. That sounded really, really old of me. I'm 34. I should be able to come up with, like, uh, I, 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 all the young football players love anime. They all do. Like, the NBA players, too. They all love anime. Boom, do you have an anime game for me, something I can do here? I can tell you my favorite anime was Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, very good. Can Miles you, Garrett is a Dragon Ball Z fan, I can confirm. I don't think you play. Can you play Dragon Ball Z? I, thought you just I had a couple that. Dragon Ball Z video games. I had video games? Like oh, yeah. That? All right, so maybe DTR is, like, a great Dragon Ball Z player or something. I don't he know. He probably plays, like, Call of Duty or Fortnite. That's the... All the rage these days for like ah a little, a little RPGs, yeah okay. possibly. All right, so yeah, and like maybe he is, maybe he is. But like whether it's DTR, whether it's Deshaun for the short amount of time that he was there, whether it's PJ Walker, you can't tell me the the Browns defense loves the quarterback play that they're getting out there. Here's what the Browns quarterbacks. Sorry, let me rephrase this because I've already I've said ad, ad nauseum. The amount of how a Browns Browns quarterback played this year as a total is eight touchdowns now, 13 interceptions. Very unplayable. They, they just wouldn't be a quarterback in the NFL because our quarterback play has been that bad. But here's what the defense has done, okay? Our defense against other teams' quarterbacks on the season. 
other quarterbacks playing the Browns are completing 55% of their passes, nine touchdowns and nine picks, a 71 passer rating. Basically an unplayable quarterback. 55% is number one in the NFL. The bottom six in this category with opposing passer rating, the six-win Steelers, the seven-win Cowboys, the seven-win 49ers, the five-win Saints, the eight-win Ravens, and the seven-win Cleveland Browns. The bottom six are some of the best teams in the league, and all those teams are above 500. The way our defense has been shutting down these opposing quarterbacks doesn't, it means you don't need the world's greatest. You don't need Joe Montana back there. I just got to figure out how. I got to figure out in what way do we have a scenario where, and this is where I need your help. So I need your help. Let me in. How do we have guys calling up saying DTR for the Super Bowl? How is that conversations that we're having right now? And then if I if I slightly uh, suggest anything short of DTR is awesome, I'm getting all sorts of DMs in my messages being like, you didn't play the game. Those are real. Those are happening right now. I'm getting all sorts of pushback, all sorts of feedback. For what? For suggesting a quarterback that isn't good last week may not be actually awesome because he had one good drive? I just don't know. I just don't know. We we shouldn't shouldn't play two games. I just don't know. But convince me. Your time, your chance. That guy in Cleveland going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, that guy. Hey, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Well, as you probably know from last week, I wasn't exactly feeling all that well. So I had to stay home and just watch the game from home instead of with with my, my father and family and stuff like that. Um and I was almost, I was almost thinking about going to the tailgating too, but I couldn't do that. So, anyways, there was a lot of, it was just, I was really um, happy about everything from from last week's victory. You know, just with everything. Um, Donovan, Donovan, Nick Chubb, and the victory. I mean, there was just so much energy with the fans. So, all right. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, all right. Um, question one. Um, did DTR look worse or better than PJ Walker? Uh, I, does a, a, I guess better is what I got to say here. He didn't turn the ball over. He get, he used better cause he didn't turn the ball over. He turned the ball okay. over once, but he didn't turn the ball over more times than PJ Walker. Right. All right. So then question two, Yeah. where does he get his confidence from? You're going to have to answer that one for me. I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> He gets his confidence from from his team and from us. <clears throat> okay, we're uh, if he's we, looking for us for confidence, are... he's looking in the wrong places. That guy. He doesn't. He if he's looking for uh, for me to be his cheerleader and rah rah, get him excited to beat the Broncos. He's looking at the wrong person uh, because he's got to find. At this point, you're a pro. You don't need me to get you to be your hype man. <laughs> well, listen, listen. Um, you want a hype man? Buy Tony Robbins. You can afford it. I mean, like. I think that if we, you know, because, like, there's a lot of people out there that believe in him, you know, his teammates believe in him, and a lot of us who, who a lot of us fans who believe in him. In fact, I mean, we're, we're like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, fan bases in, in all of NFL. So there's, we, can, we can give him a lot of confidence. We can't do that. Into the rest of the season. That guy, it's first off, and I appreciate the call. That's not on us. That is not our responsibility to give him confidence. He's an NFL football player. He's a pro. He's a pro. That's not on us. That's not our job to give him confidence. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Jeffrey up next. What's up, Jeffrey? 
Hi, hi, guys. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing, man. We've been, the Cleveland Browns organization, they're drafting these good quarterbacks, really good quarterbacks. Kevin is a bright guy, okay? I'm hoping that he's bringing Flacco in to help critique or to help change uh, DTR hardwiring because if not, it's just a pattern of coaches and quarterbacks that's not working on the same page. So let's start with Brady Quinn. Romeo Quinnell could not change Brady Quinn's fastball, them hard fastball he was throwing. So they moved on from him. Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, Jeffrey, we can't go he, through the whole list, man. We'll be here all day. Could not change. Show ends at midnight. I don't, we might be talking at midnight if we go down no, this no, list, No, Jeffrey. no, no, just, 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 just these two. Hugh Jackson could not change Deshaun Kaiser fastball. Now we got DTR. Can Kevin, can Kevin change uh, DTR hardwiring, get him on the right track, critique his throws, and make him become a better quarterback? Or do we just move on from him, put Joe Flacco in, and then draft another young quarterback? Yeah, and so and thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate you, man. The, the the bet that we made with Stefanski years ago when we hired him is that he could be this quarterback whisperer. He could be this guy. And he's shown us that he can be this guy. He did it with Case Keenum. He did it with Jacoby Brissett. He did it to a degree with Baker as well. He can be this guy. I know he can be this guy. It didn't work with P.J. Walker because I wouldn't trust P.J. Walker to do anything. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. I'm not putting P.J. Walker in charge of a lemonade stand at this point. Nonetheless, putting him in charge of running a football team and quarterbacking a squad. That's just not what I'm doing with P.J. Walker. I I do think DTR is better than that. Well, that's not saying much. That bar is so low, you couldn't you couldn't use that in the limbo. You couldn't. You'd be like, we, we got nowhere to go under. This is that bar is as low as it gets. I can I can hop right over that bar. That's not easy to clear. Paul up next. Hello, Paul. Hey there. So I'll make my points real quick. But I was actually at that game um, on the 50 yard line, about six rows back, and I watched one of our your best, best. Well, I watched one of our best players drop the ball five times. Kind of and if you read into that even a little bit more, out of the five drops that he had, three of them ended a drive, and one of them was in the end zone. The pick that DTR had, it bounced off the shoulder pads of the receiver. If you throw it into the chest of a receiver, the receiver's got to make that catch. So you think it's all now, drops? Here, well, no, I don't think it's all drops. This okay. is what I'm going to tell you. All right, got I think it. a lot of it's drops. I think that we have an average, not above average, not a below average. I think we have an average quarterback that we can absolutely win with. But here's the key. If you watch him when he progressed to his third and fourth read, when he throws the ball, he's throwing the ball further other than the little dinks down low. But when he's trying to throw the ball out 15 and 20 yards, I don't think that he has the arm strength to do it because all three or four of them that he had in that game, they were all broken up and almost picked off twice by the DBs. So what's got to happen is if they're going to run this West Coast offense and have him dink and dunk, these wide receivers have to be able to catch the ball that he's throwing them. Can we win with an average quarterback? Absolutely. Is he going to be a great quarterback? Probably not because he just doesn't have the full arm strength to get it all the way down. But I will say one last thing. They've got to tell him to pull the ball and run it every now and then. When we were sitting watching it, especially when they got in between like the 40s, you could really watch the end. T.J. Watt was just collapsing down every time. Had he ever pulled that ball out, he would have ran for 15 to 20 yards mm. untouched. Okay. 
All right. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, you know, he is fast. There's no doubt about it. He's fast. If you were to cite, if you could tell me we get average quarterback play, I'm talking actually average, not average out of a backup quarterback, average quarterback play out of DTR, I'm signing on the bottom bottom line tomorrow. That's 100%. What we saw this last weekend was not average quarterback play. It was very, very far from it. You want to tell me it was the drop passes? Okay. All right. I'll extend my leash for one more week to the Denver game based off of the drop passes. I can extend it out and we can go from there. But if this was a, if this was a court of law and you were trying to have a defense of DTR and you're trying to convince me, the jury, that DTR is a good quarterback and can get the job done, I don't know that I'm convinced. I don't think I am. I knew the drop passes happened already on Sunday. We were there. We saw it. All right. We're going to get more into this with Daryl Ryder at 920. I'm dying to find out where he falls on this end. And then we got more within the fan focus. Uh, here's a little bit of the fan focus and something Ken had to say. Here we go. And I know that there's a lot of people out there, when they hear me say that, they're cringing because they think I'm doing an experiment during a 7-3 and three season here. I mean, that sounds like something you do for a 1-9 and nine football team, not 7-3. and three. All right, what got Ken to say those words and more? Fan Focus, coming your way next, right here on The Fan. 